like once you got the rhythm down, it's pretty easy. I'm petting a dog right now, and I'm ready to fucking podcast. All right, take it away. everyone and welcome to henry kissinger's pokemon going to die not a threat just, just a, a fact. fact your number one leftism podcast for the extremely online what's chapo trap house never heard of it definitely don't own their book <laughs> um i'm matt also known as the down with milkshakes bus <laughs> uh, i'm patrick aka i have a bachelor degree now that's my nickname nice <laughs> oh yeah uh, i'm uh, eden aka uh, Boris Ronson, the unholy combination of super producer Mark Ronson and of UK politician Boris Johnson. Dang. Is this your new Twitter bit? Is this a new bit you're going to be shopping? <laughs> don't don't tempt me. <laughs> I want I want a full week of Boris Ronson tweets. I want to see if you can keep that bit up. <laughs> yeah, he, you know he's uh, on one hand he voted to leave the European Union, but on the other hand he uh, on the other hand he, he made up Town Funk. Yeah, and then he made uh, Uptown Funk and produced, uh, I wanted to say Alanis Morissette, but that's not right. He made Valerie, so it's impossible to tell whether he's good or not. <laughs> <laughs> no deal, Brexit is in the house. Don't believe me, just watch. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we lost two titans of posting this week. We did. In the, in, in the Twitter wars, um, the left has lost two of their strongest vanguard. <laughs> In the uh, the Krasenstein brothers, uh, we we have to give some, pay some homage to our fallen comrades in the posting wars. Yeah, you don't you don't have to like them, but you have to respect them. You do have to respect their posting. Uh, Eden, do you have any uh, greatest hits of Krasensteins that you'd want to share with us? I know you have their Know Your Meme page open right now. <laughs> I have uh, one of the last things they ever posted. Uh, Ed Krasenstein put up. Uh, this was his pinned tweet just before getting banned. Your vagina, your choice. I support the hashtag sex strike 100%. I must admit, though, I hope my wife makes the other choice. <laughs> There's a... Wow. Uh, oh, incredible. I, I love how he manages to make a post about the already bad idea of sex strike worse. <laughs> yeah, just just a truly gifted poster of, like, one of the greatest posters of all time. He really is. Uh, my personal favorite Krasenstein moment is when someone was uh, comparing Jacob Wall to the Krasensteins, and uh, they said, the difference between Jacob Wall and the Krasensteins is that at least the Krasensteins keep their grift going longer for a, than a day, and one of the Krasensteins responded to it with, boom! <laughs> Which, like, you know, fully admitting that he's a grift, but yeah. <laughs> at least he's better than Jacob Wall. Yeah, uh, at, but they, they outlive Jacob Wall on Twitter, you could say that. That's true. But the other thing is that Jacob Wall posted on his Instagram, it's like, we have finally taken down another enemy of the right. 
or some shit. So it's possible that he submitted false reports of them buying Twitter followers. I doubt it. Yeah. So for those of you, who I can don't fully know, believe them buying Twitter followers. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Todd and Rod Krasenstein were banned <laughs> <laughs> um, this last couple days because uh, Twitter thought they were buying followers and also like operating a bunch of false bot accounts uh, to boost their numbers. So. You know, until further notice, they're gone forever, which is a real shame. Oh, the the Krasenstein brothers, one of whom lies and one of whom always tells the truth, <laughs> actually uh, have claimed that the the accounts that they were uh, the accounts that they got banned for were accounts they used to research threats into themselves, and also a Justin Bieber fan account they co-owned uh, in the mid two thousands. <laughs> good, good, thank God. Yeah, and also normal. I'd like to read this tweet uh, from Ed Krasenstein as on the 21st of April, 2018. Ten months ago, Trump blocked both me and my twin, uh, my twin Brian Krasenstein on Twitter. We didn't roll over. We fought back. Brian and I now have a combined 1.2 million followers and won't let up until Trump is impeached. Last week, our tweets reviewed a combined 50 million times. Resist. Wow. So I'm glad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ed yeah, and Brian- like... <laughs> Posting for resistance. It's amazing. Yeah, it's literally now I'm just remembering the now I'm just remembering them tweeting at Donald Trump. We love the FBI. We love the FBI. We love the FBI. <laughs> yeah, they, and, they like smiling serenely. They really were sort of like the epitome of stupid do nothing resistance Twitter. Um but all the same, it is a real shame to see them go because they were never not funny. Yeah, no, it was it was funny the whole goddamn time. And I figured like it's we, we we deserve to have our loons on the ostensible left. Yeah, the right's got so many. We should have a they, few. They have so many. We need our own bad posters <laughs> to make up for all the good posting that I do. We need someone to do bad posting. Here's what uh, Brian Krasenstein tweeted uh, to, at Donald Trump. Uh, there is something called the First Amendment. It comes right after your precious Second Amendment. You might want <laughs> <laughs> the famous order of amendments of two then one yeah, that was only two months ago too now i'm just remembering the time that the krasensteins started a podcast and they were completely indistinguishable from each other and it was completely inscrutable because you could never tell which one was talking no yeah they just talked about like holding hands in the womb and it was weird that's like they, they i feel like they only ever put out like two episodes of that I something tells me they kept putting out episodes. It's just like it stopped being funny and started just being kind of creepy after like maybe a couple weeks. Uh, now I just got to look it up. I got to look this up. Crass and Stein podcast. <laughs> Crass and Stein brothers podcast is a journey into hell from splinters. The first review. Okay, Crass and Cast defending what's left. Um, nope, yep, they are still doing episodes more or less weekly. Godspeed. Man, I hate leading with such a fun topic because now we got to get into some more bummers. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, we could t- we we could go in with a mixed one. Um, okay. On one hand, Julian Assange is a piece of shit garbage and deserves to be in prison. But on the other hand, it shouldn't be for espionage. <laughs> Yeah. So Julian Assange has been officially indicted by the United States 
in what is definitely not a good precedent. Right. It's like, I think it's like the Espionage Act of 19, I want to say 13. I might 1917. Which, like, I wonder what else happened in 1917 that made them want to have an Espionage Act. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. What happened that year? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, this is like, it sets a really, really bad precedent for journalists. And it is obviously why they're basically just, um, extorting Chelsea Manning until they can get Julian Assange into the country yeah, to actually stand trial. And they're essentially just going to hold Chelsea Manning until she testifies in some way against him, which like Sweden reopened the rape case against him. So just extradite him to Sweden. Right. And then just, yeah, just ignore that. Ignore this charge altogether. Try him for the actual wrong thing he did and not, and just not the like, not the good thing he did, which ruled. right. Just remember that period of time where everyone was like, "Man, Julian Assange is pretty cool," and that I lasted do. like a month. I saw the Fifth Estate in theaters. Wow, who played him again? Uh, it, it was our our friend and compatriot Benedict Cumberbatch. Of course, it was Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, he has the face for it. He does. In that he can play any weird looking white guy. <laughs> Even if they have a completely different face, it works. It just kind of works. But yeah, um, yeah, the first publisher in modern modern American history to be charged for revealing go- government secrets under the 1917 Espionage Act. Like, there's something to be said that the fact that this is like completely dystopian legislature. Yeah. A legislation, rather. And it is like, it made some waves. <laughs> like, it's like internet online people who are mad about this and no one else. Yeah, I I think WikiLeaks in general has sort of been like an online thing. And like obviously it gets reported on by like major news outlets cuz it is a big deal uh both like nationally and globally. Yeah. But I I feel like the sort of like freedom of information ideology is is really uncommon outside of people who are pretty online. Yeah, like it's like freedom of information and then like, you know, anti-copyright. These are two things that just don't exist out of online. Yeah. People are like, well, you broke the copyright. And it's like, man, copyright law basically shouldn't exist. Disney should be drawn and quartered. (laughs) And by that, I mean both Walt Disney's frozen corpse and also Mickey Mouse himself. (laughs) Tear the rat in the streets. (laughs) To tie, tie Mickey Mouse to four, like, cartoon to four animated goofies. horses <laughs> to four, four, four goofies <laughs> four goofies running in the cardinal directions is goofy, <laughs> is goofy the most proletarian of the mickey mouse characters yes I... and also he fucks the most and also he's the strongest <laughs> this is just indisputable this is indisputable uh disney lore <laughs> yeah, I, I remember is that goofy fucks uh... and he's really strong I remember that uh, that famous comic uh, in in uh, Steamboat Mickey where he just fucks Goofy for like twenty like twenty minutes and that's the whole comic. Yeah, he has he has he has remarkable stamina, so he can <laughs> yeah. he could afford to run until Mickey is torn limb from limb. And, and one of the remember? limbs is named Twentieth Century Fox. One of the <laughs> limbs is named ESPN, and so forth. <laughs> this is uh, starting to sound like a left wing version of one of those. Uh, like terrible, too many labels, right wing, like oh, a Ben Garrison cartoon. Yeah, Ben Garrison cartoon, where it's like Mickey Mouse. I mean, I can start making bad political comics if you want. Like this I is the thing would, I can do. I, can I would write love them. it if you did that. 
I can get my friend to draw them because he will draw the terrible things I suggest to him. <laughs> and then I will label them. In fact, I will have this Mickey drawn. This Mickey will be drawn. And there will I be will. a strong Goofy who fucks who tears the Mickey into four pieces. You know, I... I, I now All four really... Goofies will be at full mast. <laughs> you can't. I'm really tempted to Google a Goofy movie porn parody now, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going <laughs> to. I need some kind of canonical evidence that Goofy fucks other than, like, I guess his child. Oh, He has a child. Yeah. That's all you need. Wait, who did? Also, in an, in an extremely Goofy movie, he's dating that hot librarian. And they oh. go dancing. And dancing leads to fucking. This is just, this is known. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> An extremely horny movie. <laughs> anyway, to get back on subject, espionage should be allowed, and we should celebrate freedom of the press. But also yes. Goofy fucks. Yeah, that's that's the real takeaway, is that Goofy is just plowing 24-7. If you yeah. remember one thing from this podcast, man. <laughs> man, you know what's bad? Every single election. Yeah, they're not great, huh? We've had, like, several bad elections in a row. Um, like, Australia just had, like, the um, the Liberals and National Parties Coalition, which is, like, center-right-to-right right stuff. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, a, a large smattering of, like, parties with names like Australia First getting, I don't think any seats, but, like, a lot of votes. Yeah. And then, like, India just re-elected Narendra Modi, who is, like, essentially an out, an out a like, fascist. An out-and-out -out fascist and Hindu nationalist. And, like, my family is from the non-Hindu part of India, so you can see how I feel about that part in particular. Yeah. Um, and, like, Canadian provinces keep having elections with conservatives winning, and it's not fun. Like, the uh, Newfoundland just had their election, and the conservatives got, like, I think they got a minority, but nonetheless, like, the most votes. And the balance of power held by a green party that's going to work with them yeah. because we live in hell and no even nominally left party can be trusted at this point. I mean, the green party has have been like conservatives with bikes for a while though now. Yeah, I know sometimes they're good and it's annoying that they can't just be good all the time. Yeah. That's why I'm always, I'm always a bit like wary of people suggesting that the greens and NDP merge like theoretically electorally that could be good. But at the same time, there is just so much collision of policy that would happen, such as, like, the Greens not supporting labor in any meaningful way. Yeah. And that being, like, the NDP's entire raison d'etre. On, uh, on the positive end of things, though, I'm looking at the Australian election results, and one nation did not get a single seat, so hopefully Pauline Hanson will finally just completely fuck off, which would be nice. Hey, remember when Tony Abbott bit this onions and then lost his seat to an independent? <laughs> Because I, I that was real fucking good. I, I do remember that, but at the same time, I don't want to besmirch the activity of biting an onion. Yeah, no, onions are good thing. to eat, and anyone who doesn't like to eat onions is... A coward. Is a coward, and probably some kind of liberal. <laughs> is there any more radical action than eating a raw onion? I don't think so. No, that's... When, when Mark said praxis, that's what he meant. Onion haters will be the first against the wall when the revolution comes. <laughs> oh, because that's all we're that. going to have to eat are onions because they're hardy and grown anything. <laughs> you can grow an onion in your yard. Try it. I know. 
Wait. Dude, take take the stems from your green onions and plop them in some water. You got new onions in like three days, <laughs> folks. Onions. Um, yeah. No. Now the um, there, there's another election coming up in Canada now because um, the conservative, progressive, conservative, progressive, and scare quotes party of Manitoba wants to drop their election writ like a full year before it was supposed to happen essentially just so that they can have their election before the federal election because they like to use the um like the the governing liberals as like a boogeyman and since there's absolutely no way Justin Trudeau isn't going to eat shit in October he won't have that boogeyman if they have their election next year right and so he's well, trying to basically just consolidate power before it's also the extremely cool fact that uh the Ontario government right now is basically breaking electoral law by use it by running ads in support of the federal conservatives, uh, yeah. or nominally in favor of the federal conservatives. Uh, oh, oh, God. Hey, drums. speaking of the Ontario election, remember the whole thing about how the liberals purposefully tanked themselves and the NDP with ads attacking the NDP when they knew they were going to lose because they wanted the conservatives to win so that in four years the liberals could take power back? Yeah. Remember that whole gambit? Yeah, that, that worked like out really well. to me. Well, the thing about the gambit is that it's literally working because the uh, Ontario Liberals are now more popular than the Ontario Conservatives. <laughs> By polling <laughs> results. All the people want the Liberals back, despite the fact that they sucked shit for a solid 12 years. <laughs> this is, man, this is really cool how this keeps happening. It's really funny how it keeps happening. Like, the Ontario NDP's leader has the best overall lever- leader favorability rankings. But that's only because no one knows who the fucking liberal leader is. I can't even remember his name right now. Yeah, he's an interim leader, too. They don't have an official leader. Yeah, yeah, they haven't had their, they haven't had their vote yet. And also, they don't have a party, technically, because they have less seats than his official party status. <laughs> Oh, man. Like, just truly they suck shit in so many ways, and all the dumbasses in southern Ontario want to vote for them again. Ah, yeah, I mean... The area around Toronto is a wasteland full of morons. (laughs) Like, it truly is the worst place on Earth. (laughs) (laughs) That's... You see, as someone who's currently living in and around... Yeah, you live in one of the worst places. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm living in a place that's essentially a bedroom community for hell, um, <laughs> it's um, it, it's been really like quite a thing. Cause I remember it once, and I'm not going to say obviously where I'm at right now, although it's I don't imagine too hard to piece together because I don't want to put people. I on feel the- like you've said it on the podcast before, but go on. Oh yeah, but anyways, the point is, I remember one time I was campaigning for the federal election uh, that brought Trudeau in uh, about two or three years ago, and no, it was longer than that, but it's relevant anyway. I went uh, to somebody's door and I asked them if they uh, who they wanted to vote for, and her words to me were exactly, "Well, I like Tom Mulcair, and I think he would be the best prime minister out of all of them, but I'm good friends with MP name redacted, and so I'm going to vote for him instead." And then I was, and I, I don't think I've ever been like, and I tried to like talking to her. The thing is, is you don't have to tell someone who you voted for. You could just say you voted for him and then go vote <laughs> for the NDP, and there's literally no way he could verify it. I know, but it was like that's that was the part that was really irritating. Is plus, like RMP. I, I again, I really don't want to say what he is, so because then people yeah. trace that back. But he never really had any actual politics involvement, and now he holds a shadow cabinet position that he does not deserve, like in any way 
in any way. He won like one of the easiest writings in the, the entire country. Yeah. And then used that to and then use that to somehow get a shadow cabinet position in the conservative. So the thing is, like conservatives realized if not before the Ontario election, then definitely after, that they don't actually have to campaign on any policy. They campaigned with absolutely no policy and won a majority government. Oh, yeah, the campaign, even for the federal government, at least in my at least in my writing, was just, uh, they basically said, the NDP wants to put a chicken in every pot and then didn't really have any responses for what they were going to do instead. To be, For me, I don't cook chicken in a pot because I'm not a fucking monster. <laughs> Who cooks chicken in a fucking pot? That's not how you cook chicken. Well, if you're making, like, a stew or something. I mean, I guess. But, like, why would you make a stew when you could barbecue chicken? I mean, you've got to hand it to them. Sometimes you put chicken in a pot. Sometimes. But (laughs) I would not recommend it. (laughs) No, I mean, boiled chicken does sound extremely bad, and it just reminds me of, uh... Have you ever had whole chicken in a can or seen whole chicken in a can. I have seen photos have seen of the it. whole chicken in a can, yes. Possibly the most... I do not like to see food. it. No, it's yeah, possibly it's... the most repulsive food that exists beyond maybe boiled peanuts. <laughs> That's a Is... weird stance to take, but alright. Yeah, boiled peanuts in but yeah, like this. Can, they're bad. And this election not... is going to kill me. <laughs> yeah. I have... I, like, I already want to be dead, and the writ hasn't even been dropped yet. Yeah. Like, America, you guys, you guys are already, like, aching for 2020. Just oh, feeling yeah. the fun pains of 2020. And we have an election a full year before that, and it's going to kill me. Good luck. I could say one thing, though, is that someone who is, and I, I think I, I can say this now officially, someone who's going to the NDP's Provincial Party Conference uh, in June, it's got yeah. shit to talk to people about this. <laughs> just just having to spend an entire, like, three or four days discussing just how bad, you know, how bad things have got and how much worse they're going to get. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I should just run for the federal NDP. It's fine. I'm sure I could get elected. Um, so, yeah, elections. They're not good. I had another thread that I wanted to carry this to, but I fully forgot what it was oh, because I, I, I looked I at the idea. document and I saw the words milkshake bus. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of possible upcoming elections a prime minister just retired ah oh, yes the uh oh so beautiful it's it's good to see and you love to see it yeah, somebody asked uh Ter- as Theresa may asked can i still be president and the entirety of the british legislature said you should have asked may i still be president and she burst into flames <laughs> yeah so Theresa may now, when I said president there, what I meant to say was prime minister. So I want you to go back and, like, imagine that I said that and sort of... I think, to the, if I I think said it's it funnier properly. the first way, if she just doesn't know what position she holds. <laughs> that's, that's I mean, that's, a, that's, about, that's about as much electoral intelligence, um, political intelligence, that I expect Boris Johnson to go and bring into oh, the yeah. role that he's just definitely going to get. Yeah, I'm sure whichever ghoul steps up next is going to be, you know, certainly not better, probably worse. Um, but at least she looked like an idiot on national television uh, because she believes and does horrible things. She yep. cried on TV and it was good to see. It was. <laughs> and like, I I don't, I don't like, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. I don't like want to take pleasure in the sadness of another person. But when you're that despicable, it's really hard not to, you know? Yeah. Like what, what is it with the UK and, like, they had female leaders, and both of them have been utter ghouls so far. 
Well, I mean, I think that's almost like sort of it's misogyny basically is because like no conservative is going to want to vote for like a woman prime minister unless she's going to enable them to do exactly a hundred percent of all their horrible shit i mean Theresa may was just like selected out of party caucus or something wasn't she yeah like she was she didn't actually run in an election no conservatives party leader conservatives in britain uh don't uh their party uh their party members don't vote on leaders it's voted uh internally Okay, so like it's just like how like Canada has had one female prime minister, and it's just because the leader quit, yeah. and then someone else had to run the election, and she got completely. Brandly took like a the big is, shit the, the, on Kim Campbell. Yeah, the, the progressive election. conservatives were reduced to two seats <laughs> out of three hundred and thirty odd seats. It was incredible, but like there's actually like a, a name for the phenomenon of like you have like a failing business or a political party and you put a woman in charge because you'll want her to take the blame for it so that you can like come out of it all nice and just like, you know, bounce back and it's called the glass cliff (laughs) and not to like put any pity on Teresa May, but she was absolutely shoved off of it. Right. 100%. Like no one else stepped up to that spot. They chose Teresa May. Because the, the yeah. one thing I will say, and I'm not, you know, doing the you've got to hand it to her thing, but I will say one thing. They always talk about how, you know, Teresa's, uh, Theresa May's Brexit deal was terrible. The problem was, is absolutely anyone walking into that room with Brussels was going to get absolutely slaughtered. Because Britain, oh, sure. Britain has no leverage, Britain has no leverage on the international community whatsoever. It's so funny because, like, Britain already had, like, so many exceptions carved out of their EU deal. The idea that they went for Brexit at all is so fucking stupid because essentially what they want is what they already had. Like, they're outside of the Schengen area. They don't have to have shared passports with the EU. They have their own fucking currency already. Like, I mean, yeah. They had so just, much carved out. And yeah, it's just nationalism. Nationalism is a hell of a drug. It's, it, it's, it takes a real special kind of stupid to, like, buy into, like, wholeheartedly buy into, like, nationalist thought. It's... It's it's indefensible from any position, and I know that no one here needs to hear that, um, but... Yeah. I'm sure it's been mentioned before, by the way, but I'd like to bring it up again. Uh, the way Brexit is currently set up will invalidate the Good Friday Agreement, technically recent <laughs> civil war. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's gonna be... Oh, Jesus. I mean, obviously, Ireland now is, is considerably different, uh, and so is like what remains of the IRA, but I can definitely see that getting extremely bad extremely quickly. Oh yeah, because they'd have to build a land in North and Southern Ireland. Someone in our server had their friend get shot at a demonstration rally. Yeah, yeah like it's, it's all the shit's kind of already on. Yeah, it's one of those things where they really didn't think anything through. Yeah, the um, the EU elections are, 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 like, the results are coming on, like, fucking Sunday. And I'm just pumped to see how many new fascists oh. are going to be in the EU legislature, including yeah. fucking Nigel Farage and his Brexit party. He oh, actually yeah. called it the fucking Brexit party. Yeah, it already it's... happened. How the fuck did they get elected? <laughs> they well, we don't know if they did yet, name. but they probably did. I think, yeah, like, like they were pulling at 30%. Year. I do love the fucking idea of the of uh, Britain running people for EU elections when they're actively trying to separate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like we want to invalidate our own jobs in like two months. <laughs> 
the thing is with Boris Johnson, the whole idea is like he wants to force through a no deal Brexit right away. And so basically Nigel Farage will get into the EU parliament and then do like the Abe Simpson walk into the uh, walk into the brothel, put on the hat, take off the hat, put on the hat, walk out again. Like he gets to go in and walk right back out. Um, And then the second he ends up on the street, someone have a McDonald's cup and fill it with piss. Absolutely (laughs) fill to the brim with piss and huck it at him. Oh, did you see that tweet that was like... uh... We're filling milkshake. We're throwing milkshakes on politicians. What's next? A milkshake full of cum? Someone taking a huge nut in a milkshake? Like I'm talking like eight ropes or something. Can you imagine it? That'd be pretty weird. <laughs> now I hadn't considered cum before. Now I'm interested. I've Should we got talk f- about the fucking milkshake bus. I want to talk about the milkshake bus so fucking bad, Patrick. Go I'm ahead. absolutely dying to talk about the milkshake bus. I have been waiting for like a full week and a half to discuss the milkshake bus on this podcast. The literal <laughs> only reason I'm here right now and not out getting foe is because I wanted to talk about the milkshake bus. Please okay. do. Ladies and gentlemen. Milkshake bus, bus funny. We're done. The milkshake bus <laughs> is coming and everybody's running. We're off to San Francisco. We're off to dance the disco. The milkshake bus is coming. Uh, that's, uh, the milkshake bus by the milkshake boys. Nice. <laughs> I mean, the milkshake brings all the fascists to tears and they're like, <laughs> we want to shed tears. And I'm like, go ahead and shake, shed tears. I don't give a shit. I'm going to drink some beers. Yeah. I think what, one like really interesting thing about this, I, and this is not an original thought. Someone brought it up on Twitter the <laughs> other day. Um, is that like, if these people were to be, like, attacked with, like, pipes or rocks or whatever, then they have, like, a real case to stand on about, like, being targets of violence or whatever. But because it's stupid shit like eggs and milkshakes, they have to kind of, like, go into public and try to make the case that that's just as serious and end up just looking like stupid babies, um, which uh, Sam Harris Org on Twitter. All these assaults are mock assassinations, whether the perpetrators know it or not. Pies, milkshakes, glitter, etc. reveal unavoidable weaknesses in the security of their targets and advertise their vulnerability to the whole world. The result is worse than it appears. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a milkshake is a good guy with a milkshake. <laughs> the thing is that Sam Harris advocated for torture. Yeah, exactly. Fuck him. So, it's, like, all, it's so disingenuous. It's It's... Don't believe anything these ghouls try to peddle you. You're talking about, like, hitting them with pipes and bricks and stuff. We should just do that instead. I agree we should do that instead. Um, In case you're listening to this, officials, this is a joke on a comedy podcast. I don't think we should do that. Um, But, you know, wink, wink. Yeah, I'm not even going to wink. I don't care. You can't get me. (laughs) Um, But if you're going to keep throwing things in McDonald's cups, there are so many better things you could be throwing than milkshakes. McDonald's milkshakes are kind of good, despite the fact that they're made with, like, you know, the disgusting vanilla slurry that all soft-serve ice cream is made out of, Um, which I have spilled on the ground and had to clean up before when I worked at McDonald's. Oh, yeah. It is not a fun time. No, working at McDonald's fucking sucks shit. It's extremely bad. I didn't mind it that much just because I'm, like, supernaturally good at customer service, but I hated having to clean anything because people are disgusting. (laughs) And yeah. so are all of the products in the restaurant. Either way, um, I'm trying to think of a like a just a short list of things that you could throw at Boris Johnson instead of a milkshake. Drink the milkshake first, and then you could refill the cup with gasoline, uh-huh. lit matches. <laughs> okay. Throw these cups one after another. <laughs> You're going to need two milkshakes right. for this one, folks. 
<laughs> you need two milkshakes for this one. Um, you could also uh, th- blast some thick ropes and fill it with cum. Uh, you can throw piss cup. You can throw shit cup. Uh, you could fill it with bleach. Um, instead of just hitting, instead of just hitting them with one egg, you can actually just fill the milkshake cup with like whole eggs uncracked, so that the the cup hits him, and then a whole bunch of eggs just fall out all over the place, and he's just pelted with eggs. You or see, this is you a, could this put is the a eggs. Really, this is a really one you could put the eggs in, one cup in a cup. You could put the eggs in one cup and then like have the top of the cup open and then just do like a whipping motion and thus throw like six eggs at once. That's so many more eggs than you could fit in a hand. You could fit in a cup. You could run up to Boris Johnson and hit the whip and a bunch of eggs will fly out and hit him. It's like magic or something. (laughs) So these are like the short list of things that you could be throwing at fascists instead of milkshakes, which are good to drink and you should drink them. Well, I'd like to get a, a, a bit more of like a sort of a crisp recording of this because I accidentally sort of jumped in the middle of your sentence there. But I'd like to say uh, more like one Boris Johnson, one cup. Okay, there you go. That's Thank good. You. I just wanted a crisp recording of that. Thank you. Just just a crisp recording of a lot of shit. That's so, the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a crisp recording of a lot of shit. Yeah. My mic is perfectly encapsulated in sound insulating foam so you get every single vibration of the terrible shit i say <laughs> i'm recording into a knockoff pair of apple headphones into a laptop so you get like a godspeed very bad recording i left my mic in my grandparents house when i <laughs> home for the summer I didn't even exp- we didn't even explain what milkshake bus meant specifically. Oh. Nigel Farage was afraid to get off his campaign bus because people were surrounding the bus with milkshakes. And that's the funniest possible thing I can think of. It's pretty good. It's so fucking funny that he's afraid of getting hit by a milkshake. Try not Did being you- a fascist in public, dipshit. <laughs> Did you see the guy who smeared a gogurt on himself to appear like he had been struck with a milkshake? And he got <laughs> doing it? You're some like war veteran. Amazing. And he said that it was counter propaganda like he learned in the like he learned in MI fifteen. Great. <laughs> That's a psyop. Yeah. yeah. It's just <laughs> the milkshake Twitter is just a psyop. <laughs> Folks, I had heard about milkshake duck, but this is ridiculous. Hey. <laughs> hey. More like milkshakes, duck! <laughs> okay. Get it? Because right. they're yeah. trying to dodge the milkshake. Getting there. Get it? I, I We're think I got there. it. I th- this is this anything? Is this anything? Is this anything? <laughs> Folks, is this anything? <laughs> I'm desperate for approval. Uh, so is everyone excited for endless war? Oh, I sure am. Just just so just a fun transition from cum cups to war. Yeah. Oh Folks, I... John Bolton is at it again. He just really, really wants to do a big war, huh? Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's been his entire reason for existing for his entire fucking career. He Doesn't he just, just he looks like a war guy? Like he you does. look at him and he's just like this guy wants to he wants to you know that one thing of the superhero sweating and there's two buttons? Uh-huh. It's John Bolton and it's just his normal face and both the buttons say nuke Iran. <laughs> and yeah. he's not sweating cuz he's really excited to do it. He's yeah. horny for it. <laughs> It's a picture of John Bolton with like, and he's full mast, and he's getting ready to. Actually, you know what? No, no, I got a better one. You know that video of the person who bought 
one of those like buttons that says a word and the word is nut and the dog just keeps hitting it and it keeps saying nut 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 yeah it's that but it's john bolton hitting a button that says nuke <laughs> okay hey if anybody these, these are my references this podcast wants to make that if you want to make that just like uh add us on twitter uh at hkip uh what is it you seven i'll say the acronym hkipgtd Thank you. My pronunciation is bad. Someone just add us with that. With yeah, a, please make our fan art. Yeah. Um, nothing, please make um, a fan. Please make fan art for us. <laughs> so, like <laughs> Bolton, and by extension, the Trump administration's reason for you know sort of posturing uh, in the Persian Gulf right now is us. I mean, the reason they're giving is because they're trying to dissuade Iranian aggression, um, and it, it's aggression that they say is sort of targeted at. Um, their bases and allied bases um, around the Middle East, um, and and they're sort of worried about like Iranian encroachment into those bases. Iran, encroachment, by the way, encroachment of people who right. live in the fucking region. It Iran, like as an entity, has existed in some form for roughly two and a half thousand fucking years. They didn't move there, you dipshits. You set up bases all across the fucking continent um, because you're. A I bunch just, of, anyone, like, anyone listening who is not familiar, please just look up. U.S. military installations in the Middle East, and look how many fucking many there are, and just ask yourself who's encroaching. Right, exactly. It's like, like, it's so transparent. And another thing I don't get, uh, that I haven't at least seen, like, being talked about a lot, is that a war with Iran would be logistically incomparable to, like, any other war we fought, uh, you know, at any point, at least in the last 50, 60 years. Like, doing doing combat in Afghanistan and Iraq and Vietnam even, and Korea, like, we're, we're obviously we vastly outnumber those countries, and Iran too, but, um, like, the Iranian military is one of the strongest in the world. They're not going to be engaging with U.S. forces the same way that we have been. It's they're not be... going to. They're not going to be able to like sow discord with dissidents because they've spent so long propagandizing against Iran that like no one's going to fucking turn to the U.S. while they still live there. Right. It's going to be an enormous clusterfuck with so many. I, I I know I'm kind of like laughing here because it's fucking ridiculous. So many people are going to die if this like actually kicks yeah, absolutely. off. It's unreal. It'll be one. I of mean, the they've worst spent they've spent all this time ever. destabilizing Libya and syria and you know every other country that's near iran yeah yeah exactly. for the Libya, express purpose syria, of mounting this war lebanon jordan egypt if fucking the entire middle east essentially we've had our finger in it somewhere um and i i was about to say i don't know what the end goal is the end goal is to just be at war forever uh because yeah. it, it makes money and it's good for republicans that's that's how that works Really, like, it's just, it's endless war, and it's, we're living it forever, and all parties support it, and there's no way out of this electorally. Isn't it grand? I love to live in America, to me. And then, when the U.S. servicemen go there and commit horrible war crimes, our large, massive wet uh, president will pardon them. Yeah, so... That's my, that's my, that's my fun transition into the worst <laughs> topic this fucking, week. Yeah, so, this one... I think it's been kind of covered by news sources. Um, yeah. Edward Gallagher, who I think was a Navy SEAL, um, he was tried and convicted for fucking war crimes resulted by people in his troop. Yeah. Um, like, he, there is no doubt that he actually violated the Geneva Convention multiple times and he was being punished for it. Um, until this week, the president said, actually, I'm going to pardon him probably, which... 
like there's no motivation other than just no. fuck you. Apparently, I don't remember the name of the person. But apparently, there's someone who's basically just been lobbying this since he came into office. And oh, the fact that he's doing it now is like basically just the lobbying succeeded. Um, the even more news episode that's most recent goes into the topic in a lot more detail than I can do for sure. Okay. Um, just don't listen to the second half of the episode where they talk about the Game of Thrones finale. Because it's just, <laughs> it's, you don't need to listen to that. No one needs to think about Game of Thrones anymore. We're fucking free. It's done. We're free. We're finally free. Uh, but yeah, like some of the, I don't even, I don't want to like recount the various crimes of people who are being pardoned, but it's not fun shit. Yeah. We just and it's not even like, it. it's not even like, like a reasonable ex- escalation kind of shit. Like, not to forgive anyone for doing a war crime, but sometimes it's like you're doing a thing that's legal by the rules of war, and then suddenly you do a thing that's illegal by the rules of war, and the line between them isn't necessarily clear. But this is not that case. Right. Like, all war is immoral fundamentally, but, like, that line is drawn sometimes. Like, it's like shooting a, shooting a civilian by accident, for example. <laughs> Well, yeah. engaged in an active firefight. That's a war crime, but it's a war crime that's like, okay, I can see how this would happen. Just going and shooting people in the street for no reason and then just like taking their bodies and hucking them in a mass grave. Right. Um, not the same fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, not to be like, like these, these are these are all they're all deliberate acts of aggression and terror perpetrated against a people who have done nothing to you. Right. Like th- these are yeah, not these are not gray cases by any means. I suppose is the point I was yeah. trying to get to. Yeah, and not to go like and ex- yeah, no, it's 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 really transparent. It's just it's just fascist baiting. That's all it is. Yeah. And not to go extremely liberal on this like like I understand that you know again like really get rid of you know the fundamental problem with having these kind of wars, but having these laws in place is the only thing that's supposed to separate us from being the kind of people that you read about in history books for being monsters. Yeah. The fact that we're, you know, we've always broken them in private, but the fact that we're breaking them in public now, you know, is... Oh, no one gives a shit anymore. Yeah. No, it's definitely a sign of, you know, it's definitely a sign of the complete and total fucking moral degradation that's, you know, at least... In the past, the you know leaders of you know the United States and of Canada of Britain had the decency to do these, do these things in private because they knew that there would be a, an outrage, a moral reaction to doing something like this. But now we've gotten to this fucking hell shit period. No one. It's cares always anymore. wild when you'll get fucking when you get fucking like Christian fundamentalists talking about the moral decay of of the United States, and it's like literally like you let gay people be happy, and that's moral decay. Right. When there's like shit like this going on. Yeah, this this is like moral decay I mean, of of the United States of anywhere. This, this is exactly the type of shit that those like evangelicals love though. This is Exactly. Like, they it's, fucking it's a crusade. love this shit. It's a crusade. They think it's it's what they should do, um, which is horrific in its own right, but like have a little fucking introspection. It's just just look, just look at the fucking country you live in and try to pretend that this is what any sort of benevolent god would want it's fucking ridiculous so yeah it's just i don't even want to get into it anymore i feel like i've yeah. i've run the course on this <laughs> shit getting heated here gang um fuck we even we we're not even out of the ghoul pit yet we have one more big <laughs> ghoulish right. action to talk about let's talk about the ghouls ghoul zone so um the administration like which which part of the administration is doing this like I, is it I'm just not executive sure. 
Um, I guess I believe so. It's it's. I'm not sure like exactly which department this comes down from, but uh, over the last week there were like two separate announcements from the Trump administration talking about revoking protections for trans people, um, and those two were um, in regards to like housing for homeless people who are trans, and also um, removing medical protections for like trans people trying to get care at hospitals. Um, yeah, and these were all like separately announced. Like it wasn't even like an omnibus thing. Yeah, these it wasn't were all individually thing. announced as policies that are going to be carried out. Yeah, it's it's the next step in this ongoing dehumanization and, and othering and like removal from public life of trans people that the administration has been doing or been planning to do since day one. Um, and it's yeah. trans people now. It's not going to stop there. I can promise you that much. Yeah, it's just it's a very like. If 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 you're not going to stand up for trans people now, then you're not going to stand up for the next people either. Like it's yeah, that's pretty much it. You you can't let this continue down its path. And there there has been some pretty good resistance for it. Like I think uh, I know the I'm pretty sure the ACLU is already threatening to sue. Yes, I believe. And like are. the ACLU can be a shit sometimes, but like they've been very good on both this and the Alabama abortion bans. Yeah. So, like, it's impossible to say if they're good or bad, actually. Just kidding. They're pretty good. They're just, you know, they just, they really like Nazi free speech so much. Yeah, I... Which uh, is the only reason that they don't get a monthly donation from me. They just, yeah. they'll, they'll get single donations whenever they have a particular fundraiser up. But it really is just, like, if you have money, then you win, right? That sure is just how the legal much. system works, huh? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, like, obviously there are some cases where... You'll you'll luck out and get a particularly sympathetic jury or like a judge who's not a total dickhead, but or or you're just like Martin Shkreli and you're so singularly detestable that there's no way that any jury would not foam at the mouth at the chance to convict you. Right. But like the problem is most of these people won't see a day in court. Yeah. Whereas like they should all be at the Hague. <laughs> Ideally. Ideally. But, you know, the, the International Criminal Court is literally just invented for the purpose of prosecuting African people and literally no one else. Hey, you know what I fucking learned the other day? Huh? There's, I can't remember, like, which document it's a part of, but there is a law in, like, in the United States that justifies, uh, or that would allow invasion of the Netherlands if any of our public officials were, like, to be kept at the hog. That is like, the least surprising thing anyone has ever yeah, told me. I, it was it totally was not shocking, but to just think that they had the fucking audacity to like even like legislatively threaten a state that has been our ally essentially since both of our countries existed. It's, it's yeah. fucking hilarious. Could you imagine them actually trying to make good on that though? I the thing is, people love people love to capitulate to the United States, but I right. feel like that might be a bridge too far. I think it it probably would be like that would be like, like that's that's like if they tried to invade Canada. Yeah, that's that's the thing is that people fucking love Canada sure. and people love the Netherlands. But I think it's almost a moot point. There's no way it's ever. Yeah, going it's to never going to happen. Again, the International Criminal Court and the Hague in general are well. It's the 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 Hague is generally just for Eastern Europeans, and the International yeah. Criminal Court is for Africans. Yeah. And that is all these things are for. Like, no Western European, American, Canadian, Australian will ever face trials at either of these courts. Yeah. If, if, Henry, if Henry Kissinger, the namesake of this podcast, has not been taken to The Hague... He has a fucking no one, Nobel Peace Prize! 
I know exactly. And he's an honorary globetrotter, which is an even higher honor. Oh yeah, actually though, I don't know if you've seen the list of honorary globetrotters, but it fucking sucks, dude. Like the actual list of people who are on that list. Whoopi Goldberg's I'm, on it, so she's the only person who has an EGOT and an honorary globetrotter. I'm 100% we've talked about this exact thing at least twice before on this podcast. Look, I just really like to bring it up. I'm pretty sure I brought it up last time I was on. <laughs> Hold on, but Pope John Paul II is an honorary glo- globetrotter. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, li- listen, like, there's... To be ten- fair, he did a, he did survive three assassination attempts. That's oh, pretty also, baller. If uh, anything's just, baller, that's it. A quick, a quick shout-out, uh... Congratulations, Pope Thrower, on winning Name of the Year 2019. I am so happy that Pope Thrower won. It was the better name over Jizya Shorts. It was, absolutely. Even if Jizya Shorts is a valid troll name. <laughs> okay, hold on. I, I have a question for you, and because this is the last bad topic, I feel like we can kind of pivot away, because everyone knows this shit sucks shit. But I'd like to ask, uh, if you can all go to the list of the Har- to 10 uh, Harlem Trotter on our home Trotters, that's almost a team. Not quite. <laughs> team and i want to know is do you think that the 10 harlem honorary globetrotters would be able to win just some sort of basketball game against an average nba squad because they have kareem Ab- i mean nelson mandela's dead <laughs> so. let's imagine these people are alive and in their prime they have uh, bar who's like a hall oh, henry kissinger in his prime absolutely fucks so. They have they have uh, Jackie Joyner Kersey, who's like a famous track and field Olympian, uh, and they have the fucking Pope John Paul II, and the love of Christ would guide the basketball through the hoop for him. Hey, they have two popes. They also have Pope yeah, Francis. That's true. They have two popes uh, who I believe though are kind of opposed to each other doctrinally, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're, you know, they're they're pretty. Paul, they're John Paul II Catholic, and Francis so. are pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um. There's also newscaster Robin Roberts. Does Magic Johnson count? He has a honorary $1 a year lifetime contract. I mean, Magic Johnson counts. If Magic Kareem Johnson Abdul-Jabbar, counts. the only, like, the only basketball player on the normal list. Yeah, I think no matter how good they are, just two basketball players against a regular basketball team, they're going to lose. Two basketball yeah, even if they're players. Even if they're playing, like, fourth line. Yeah. Two basketball like, players they in could, the coach they could probably beat Bob Hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could they could probably beat like a high school basketball team. But the yeah. thing is, I'm pretty sure Henry Kissinger would dissolve into dust the second a basketball touches him. <laughs> On the other hand, Whoopi Goldberg is there, and I feel like she commands energy. <laughs> Like I said, they have the disinterred corpse of Bob Hope on their team. <laughs> weekend, weekend at Burnsy style, controlled by the two popes. <laughs> <laughs> Pope ventriloquism is my favorite new sport. Yeah, they're both yeah, they're both controlling him by like uh from the ceiling. Wait, Pope John Paul is also dead. Oh he is? Oh, uh then fine. Jesse Jackson and Pope John Paul and, uh, <laughs> Pope Francis are controlling him. Uh Jesse Jackson's got the legs and John and uh Francis has got the arms. And they kind of drag him around. What could go wrong? Yes, this is perfect. <laughs> I feel like there's no way that they could win. Yeah, there's there there definitely isn't. But I just kind of wanted to talk about this list for a little bit because it's very funny to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Henry Kissinger is an honorary Harlem Globetrotter, and so is Nelson Mandela, which means this list is completely meaningless. <laughs> I mean, don't you think that Nelson Mandela and Henry Kissinger are just remarkably similar people? Like, never mind the fact that like Henry Kissinger 
likely openly supported his detention while Secretary of State. Oh, absolutely. Apparently Kissinger and uh, Kissinger and him actually brief, briefly worked together to help mediate a dispute over Zulu homeland in 1994. So I wonder how that went over. <laughs> well, that would have been like right after he came out of prison, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, apparently. Man. Yeah, apparently uh, uh, they see, uh, Nelson Mandela, president of the African National Congress and chief, uh, I'm not going to even try that one, have invited Miss, uh, Mr. Kissinger to meditate, uh, mediate because they remember the role he played in the 1970s in helping bringing peace and independence to Zimbabwe and Nambia. I don't know what that means, but there's something. Hmm. You guys want to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, let's All talk right. about Sonic the Hedgehog. It's, a, it's, just, it's just a nice little thing to close with. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog's movie is delayed so that they can completely redo the design. It's being delayed till Valentine's Day of next year. (coughs) And the tweet announcing it says, no VFX artists were harmed in the making of this movie. So it seems like they were going to go to the drawing board and just, you know, replace him and have the same date originally. And that they made the calculated decision to move it back so that they didn't have to crunch. So this almost seems like a nice thing labor-wise, but at the same time, they shouldn't have to redo that movie. Yeah, the whole backlash is stupid. Obviously, Sonic looks like shit, of course, um, but that movie was never going to be like, you know, it's it's not Oscar bait. It's just a yeah. movie. The and thing is, fun. yeah, he's, he was always going to look like shit. I was just there to see some 90s Jim Carrey antics, because that's what the trailer promised me. Yes, exactly. And it just, I feel like this sets a real bad precedent. I mean, this isn't, like, the first time this has happened where, like, fan backlash has led to, like, an immediate announcement that they're going to go back to the drawing board and fully change a piece of media that's being worked on by hundreds of people. Right. Likely due to just, like, bad upfront decisions. Like, that Sonic could not have gone through any sort of market research. No. Like, there's no way they did any market research with that. Or else they would have known that, you know, you make the eyes big. That's Sonic's whole thing. Right. There's no way that at least, like, one or two, but definitely more VFX artists at some point said, hey, this design sucks shit, we should do something else, and then went, no, this is fine, and then just kept rolling with it until everyone on Twitter got extremely, like, angry at them. Especially because, yeah. like, the design, as it was, as it turned out to be in the trailer, leaked pretty much in full, like, several months before the trailer dropped, and everyone said, this sucks shit? Yeah. And you'd think they might have gotten an idea at that point, but maybe they just don't have their ears to the ground. <laughs> you can make your cartoon characters good, like look good in like a live action setting. And you could even do that and make what is still a good movie to see Detective Pikachu in theaters now. It's good. It was good. I saw it. It was very good and very cute. And I liked it. It would be my Lightbringer if I didn't commit to the bit of only recommending podcasts for Lightbringers as I've done on like the last four episodes I've been on. <laughs> but we can move into those now because we're done with the news. Let's let's do that. Uh, my recommendation this week is um, the season of uh, Running from Cops, which just finished. And it's an investigative podcast into like the history and making of the show Cops which has been on the air for, I didn't know this, but 30 goddamn years Fuck now. Fucking Christ. It predates every other reality show. It is like the original reality show. Wow. And so it's like, um, it's a six, it's like a six episode podcast by, it's, it's something called Headlong, I guess is like the name of the show that it's for. 
It's headlong season three running from cops. And it's like six parts and it's like pretty short listens. Like they're they're all under an hour. So like it you could you can bang this whole thing out in an afternoon. And it's just like a really fascinating dive into just, you know, kind of how the sausage is made. And it really brings into stark relief like how the existence of the show Cops has impacted policing in America directly, given that like people who are cops now, a large number of them grew up watching cops. And that's fucking right. terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that is not something you want to happen. And yeah, then it also taught me about a show called Live PD, which I did not know existed, which is just cops, but the cameras are live. Uh, and what? This is a thing that exists, and it's horrifying because that means they're they're trying even harder to make something sensational happen. Yeah, it is. It is a. It's a really good listen. Out of like the two podcasts that I started recently, it's the less bummer one. I'm not going to like the other one is it could happen here, which I could recommend listening to just as like a piece of like speculative work based on the political climate. Um, but it is a huge fucking bummer. Yeah, it really is. It's really good, but it is a huge <laughs> bummer. So I could not in good conscience call it a light bringer. <laughs> um, my light bringer is uh, a sort of evergreen evergreen tweet from uh, Jesse Farrar, a.k.a. at Bronze Hammer on Twitter. Which is, well, I'd like to see old Donnie Trump wriggle his way out of this jam. Trump wriggles his way out of this jam easily. Ah, well, nevertheless. nevertheless. Yeah, that Um, is evergreen. It really, it really just stands the test of time. Yeah. It's probably one of my, Uh one of, if not my number one favorite tweet. It's really. I mean, my new favorite tweet is the come one because you've just (laughs) sent it to me and I love it. Uh, my life bringer this week is not so much like a recommendation, just a life event. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show briefly, I graduated on Saturday. Um, so I got a, a bachelor degree in biology now and I'm done Fuck with yeah. college. For the I'm officially future. the least educated person on this episode. Hell yeah. I dropped out of university, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, you know, really glad to have that done. Now I gotta fucking find jobs. <laughs> Do you know like what kind of stuff you're looking for? Oh, I don't know. It's all kind of up in the air. I'll figure it out. Yeah, it's all over the place. Man, jobs? You ever just, like, have a job, and then they're like, your contract's ending on Friday. We're not going to renew you on Friday. They tell you this on Wednesday, and then you say you're going to go complain to the union, and then they renew you for two entire yeah. weeks. Love to be employed. If that's cool. Yeah. So this has been Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat just a fact uh you can find us on tumblr twitter facebook uh, it's all hkipgtd uh we also have a discord channel which is linked on noisespace.xyz it's on the front page henry kissinger's pokemon going to die is right at the top so all the links are right there to all these things that i'm talking about uh we also have a gmail which we check sometimes that's hkipgtd at gmail.com uh, we take questions at the tumblr and on the gmail we didn't have any this week because we forgot to ask for them uh, but you can feel free to send them. Just try to send things that are, like, you know, questions. As much as we appreciate getting inboxes full of fun jokes, they they don't make good podcast audio. Yeah. Um, we also have a subreddit set up by uh, by Sexual Punch Party. That's reddit.com slash r slash hkipgtd. Thank you so much for setting that up for us. Um, we also like to thank the taxpayers uh, for the use of their song Evil Men from Cold Hearted Town. And we are on Spotify and Stitcher now because I, you know, just went and did that because apparently all you have to do is provide them an rss link um we also have a patreon yeah so uh if you 
give us some money on Patreon. You can get some special perks. For $1 a month, you get access to all of our bonus content, uh, which includes audio lightbringers and written lightbringers. Uh, the... What book did we just do? A Storm of Swords Lightbringer is going up. Uh, well, the first the, Storm yes, of Swords Lightbringer. The first part of our a Storm of Swords Lightbringer, which is like three fucking hours long. Which uh, is <laughs> amazing. It's a it's a long ass book, folks. Yeah. Uh, so I should be soon. on the I should be on the next one, which will be exciting. Yeah, yeah the, the first one was me, Sam, Josh, and Caroline. Uh, and it was good. We talked about some some characters for three hours. If you give us five dollars a month. Um, then you get a special role in our Discord and a shout-out on the podcast in addition to all of that bonus content. And if you give us $10 a month, you get all of that stuff plus a special role, and you get to listen in live uh, like only one person is doing right now. Um, but To be fair, we started really early today. Yeah, yeah, it's an early one. We're finishing up at 6, which is like three hours before we even start usually. Yeah. Um, so thank you to actual socialist Elon Musk, Alex Hoot, Bernie Sandor Clegane, Bryant, Cadejo, Chaz Goblin, Destry Hawk, Dick Butts is the Real Jesus, Dejanes, Ellen the Anarcholalandist, Evan, Florian Siegel, uh, Kangaria, Maximilian Rohrer, Michael Weems, Mogu, Nick Vern, Nick Clarkson, Nonbinary with Left Beef, Ollie Anders, Paul Blart, Fleshcart, uh, PR the Disasters, <laughs> Siberian, <laughs> Siberian Pine Hardwood, Six Arm Sweater, Springozuma Kuboingo, Summer Geist, The Tallest Jew, and Tufster McGee. Thank you very much for your donations. It it's great. That's definitely missing some people, isn't it? It seems like it, but it's it says it's showing me everybody. It might be um wait, hold on, I figured out what the problem was. I had five dollars only selected. Uh, so here's all the ten dollar patrons, sorry. Uh, Alex Schaub, Burgermeister, David Besser, D- Doctor Activisionary, Fully Automated, Luxury Gay Space Hellcat. Hmm. Pregnant Seinfeld and Stephanie Ruff, thank you. There we go. Thank, we, out of all the people to miss, it can't be our $10 patrons. <laughs> yeah, those are kind of the, the, the big ones, huh? They, they sure give us a lot of money, and thank you so much, folks. Yeah, we, we appreciate it deeply. So this has been Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat. Just a fact. Just a fact. Memento Pokemori, and of course, Semper Funny. Memento Pokemori. <laughs> Memento Pokemori. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard.